There's never a right time. There's never the best start. You're not always going to have everything planned out as you want. But if you have a product that you believe in wholeheartedly and you think that the world needs to have a piece of that, then that's your, your launching pad. That's where the heart of your business is. Everything else will fall into place if you believe in the organic process. Like the worst thing you're going to hear is no. And you just got you to keep going and believing in it. From Vermont Center for Emerging Technologies, it's Start Here, a podcast sharing the stories of active, aspiring, and accidental entrepreneurs. Today, we sit down with Katie Bavick to learn how she showcases nature's hidden beauty through a process called pulling. Intrigued? So are we. Welcome. This is Sam Roach-Gerber and Dave Bradbury, recording from the Consolidated Communications Technology Hub in downtown Burlington, Vermont. Hi, Katie. Well, hello. Welcome to Visa for the very first time. Thank you. I feel like I've known you forever, but I met you 10 minutes ago. I know. I just feel that way. You two are jibing. That's kind of nice. I feel like she has that effect on people, though. Yes, right? There's like Mm. a a warmth and aura and sort of funness. Oh, you guys are great. I'll stay here anytime. Butter up. (laughs) I'll hit you up for a donation later. We try to be sweet sometimes. All right, Katie. So let's talk about your craft. I teased our audience a little bit. What is pulling? This was a new term for me. Okay, so um, as a printmaker, it's the process of pulling the paper off whatever medium you're using. So for my artwork, I use tree rings and cookies. So after you've done a series of pressing, so with with my hands, some people use brayers or different tools, um, but I really like to connect with the wood. So... um, you hand, I hand press, and then the act of pulling the paper off the cookie is that, where the term pulling comes from. That gives me so much anxiety. Really? Like one, one shot? Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. And you probably use really nice paper. It's nice. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a real deal. I mean, the idea that you're, like, fingerprinting yeah. these massive trees that are hundreds of years old. So a cookie's sort of like a cross-cut um, section. I didn't know that, Sam. I, I got I hungry have, when I heard I that I have term. deep wood knowledge, so I'm in yeah, my sweet spot right now. <laughs> deep woods knowledge. <laughs> Growing up out in the woods, yeah, I got it. Yeah, exactly. Got it. Um, so have you always been an artist, or was this a side hustle? Like, What, what was your career to this point like? I've always been a maker. Mm-hmm. Um, I never identified as an artist, um, but I come from a family of extremely talented um, makers as well. And prior to this, I was a school counselor. I was almost at 20 years of being an educator and, um, and, and totally did a pivot during the pandemic, like many, uh, when I noticed that my own three kids were suffering in their own ways um, and just needed my presence because I think at the end of the day, we were all just fried, and it was kind of like, oh, what do I have left? Um, and I think the like tipping point for me was I was working out of our bedroom, and we have like these windows that look into our backyard, and there's this pond. And my two-year-old at the time um, decided she was going to go out and feed the ducks. So I'm watching her oh, as I'm counseling God. a kid who's in crisis, and she's got a loaf of bread under our arm. And we had just had this fence. We, we recently moved in, but we had just had this fence by Middlebury 
put in and um, the door was put on reverse. So she had like a little foothold to oh step on to and reach over. And it was like, okay, I'm just going to continue to have eyes on. And it everything was fine. She didn't go in the water. She threw a loaf of bread to the duck, which was great. <laughs> but just that moment of like, what am I doing? Like mm. I need, right now I just need to pause and prioritize. Um, so that was the moment for me where I was like, okay, wow, I need to, I need to just follow my gut here and, and be with my kids during this time. So, wow. I mean that, what a scary moment, but like yeah. sometimes you need that kick in the ass, right? Totally. Like to make it happen. Yeah. Um, so at this point, had you been printing kind of on the side for fun or was there sort of a, a lull between finishing your career and taking some time with your kids and then saying, you know, I have an itch to do something different? Mm-hmm. Um, so no, I was not printing. I'm self-taught. Um, and so the end of that school year, um, you know, the kids didn't have graduation and that was a big deal. So um, I did a lino cut carving of the bell. Every kid was able to go and ring the bell at school um, as kind of their like passage. Mm. And so I hand carved these cards for all of the graduates with a year. Um, And that was the process of just carving into this material was like, oh my gosh, it was cathartic. It was like, wow, I could really enjoy this. Um, But after I had resigned, I said, I really just need to give myself a year because I don't know how to sit. I don't know how to not like have something going on. Yeah. Um, so did, I, sorry to interrupt. Did, yeah. did people in your life say like, Katie, just chill for a bit? Or did you know that you had to take that time? No, no one said that yeah. to me. I just knew. I felt like I was making a big decision on leaving a career that I had invested a lot of time and energy and really received a lot from as far as like the energy. Um, uh, So yeah, it was just one of those things where I was like, I I just need to like pause and just be a mom. Mm. Um, You know, I think as a child, that's all you ever dreamt was like, oh, I can't wait to someday be a mom. And then it's here. And before you know it, it's like flashing before your eyes. And it's kind of like, wow, wait a minute. You know, I have kid who's going to be graduating from elementary school next year. And um, so that's where it was. I was like, I need to give myself a year. And I almost got there. I was really proud of myself. (laughs) (laughs) I get to seven months. And then, um, and in that time, I was doing a lot of creative things, but it was like mostly landscape design. Mm. I love building with rocks. Um, Well, going to your house, your yard is, is, there's so much going on there. It's Beautiful. There is a lot going on. Um, I didn't know I could feed the ducks, though. I'm coming back. Yeah, yeah. you got to go back. Yeah, sure. Yeah, and bring your fishing pole, do a little fly fishing. Um, but yeah, so um, I, I yeah I took a, a step back and really just enjoyed my land and my my kids, and it was it was magical. And then um, later in the fall, um, one of our good family members had passed, and so we were doing a celebration of life out at my husband's. Um, family camp in Chelsea. It's one of those like off the grid cabins, um, no running water, no electricity, like beautiful spot and situated right next to this old log cabin with like horsehair in between. Wow. Each log is this dead pine. I actually was just looking at a picture of it um, the other night. And so we're sending off these lanterns that we had, you know, written messages oh, no. on. And one of the lanterns, of course, gets stuck in a tree 
And we're all just like, you know, some of us are blowing, like that's going to make a difference. But <laughs> we're like, oh my gosh, is this the moment? Like the final moment, here we go. And it everything was fine. It went Almost out. Almost turned into a Viking send-off. Totally, yet, right? yes. But it was like, <laughs> oh my gosh, here we go. Um, and so after that, after everything kind of like blew off, it was really beautiful and touching just to hear everybody's stories and their attachment to this tree mm. and just the history of it alone to this family. Um, and so, you know, my husband and I were like, okay, we need to do something. And at that point, we had um, some trees milled ourselves and we were making cutting boards for fun and giving them away as as gifts. And so my husband was like, I'm going to take a cross section and, you know, we'll make some cutting boards and we'll give one to all of the siblings. And I was like, brilliant. That sounds awesome. So he did. He went back the next day and he helped take down the tree. So it's, it's down. We're safe now. Um, and he brought it home and he did a first cut and it was so pungy on the inside. I was like, you can't make a cutting board with this. You're going to like, you know, yeah, cut right through it. Um, so, you know, we started brainstorming and um, he was like, well, what if we do a print? And at that point he was like researching Brian Ash Gill and um, just like the printing off of tree rings. And I was like, well, you've already cut into it. And I said, let's take it a step further. And so I created a Vermont stencil and was like, I'm just going to take the ge geographical location of the heartwood, which is the very core of the, the tree. And that's going to be where camp is. Like, we're going to put this stencil, so that's the, the heart of it. Um, and so we did it. And um, that was, like, in November or end of October, start of November. So um, I ended up making one for all of his aunts and uncles. And Christmas Day, our whole family went and we had delivered them. So, oh, that's so cool. that was kind of the, the birth of um, Katie Babbitt Designs, which even at that point, I still wasn't even thinking, like, I'm a school counselor at heart. People, like, I like to help and I like to do, but I, like, the entrepreneurial piece, like, had, had no idea. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. So, first of all, did it take you a while to get the hang of it or did you kind of like, how many did you have to throw away when you're making ones for the aunts and uncles? Oh gosh, mm, that's a great Let's talk about the success that's a great right here. question. I don't feel like there was a whole lot. Hell yes, and I think it was just because like I didn't have any expectations. Yeah, right, you know, right, yeah. and I am just a doer, so I, I'm not often thinking. I'm more like feeling yeah. and connecting, and so I don't think we threw away a lot. Love it. Yeah. And so that was, yeah, you said that was sort of like November. And yeah. then did you just start making more? Did you get, did people like friends of family members request them? How did it start to kind of like bubble up? Yeah. Um, so we did have uh, family members asking like, oh, can we get one for our kid? And um, so there was that. And I should have said like, I also made one for all of my neighbors um, and then some of my girlfriends. And so um, it was one girlfriend in particular who was like, uh, well, where are you selling these? I just bought something similar for my husband for the holidays, and I would have probably picked this if it had been an option. I'm like, you're funny. I'll just make you one. You know, and that's kind of like who I am. Like, I love to give. I love to just, like, share 
um, and anything that I've created. And she was like, no, seriously, like you have something here, you should pursue it. And I was like, well, what does that even mean? Like, I have no idea. And so I just continued to make because it felt so good to just give and like see people's like reactions upon receiving it. Um, and then finally my husband was like, oh, all right, so like you're at a point where, you know, you're producing a lot and you don't have a job anymore. Like the dining room that? is chaos, right? Yeah, totally. I think it's your dining yes. room was your studio yeah, and your I display room. Yes. So I had taken over the the dining room. Oh and God. he was like, why don't you make something of this? You know, and and so that's kind of like the kickoff of, okay, I'm just gonna do and didn't do any research, didn't look at any market analysis. I was just like, all right, like sure. So I put something out on Instagram um, per a suggestion of this girlfriend who lived up the road and was like, you need to do something. And um, that was it. I was like, who would be interested? And I think like within the first month, I had 60 some odd orders. Wow. And Amazing. Cards and right? art. And now, yeah. Now so how, like did, how did Hotel Vermont come across because your your work is I mean it's part of their, who they are right they love celebrating Vermont products and artists so um I mean you're up there with Duncan Johnson and oh some of these gosh. others amazing yeah. artists and or some major products and all the rest so like tell us a little bit about how that relationship came about yeah um, so Duncan, just as a side note, is also from Barrie. I grew up in Barrie. No way. I know. I didn't know that. Something in the water I, down there. Right? Yeah. I know. I was thinking the same thing as I was reading. I was like, wow, he's from Barrie too. Awesome. Um, Barrie's a great place. Uh, so I just need to give my little hoop hoop <laughs> yeah. for Barrie. Um, so <laughs> Hotel Vermont came across. Um, we, My husband and I were coming up on our anniversary and we're horrible at like pausing and celebrating, but I was like, no, we're going to do this. And if we're going to do it, we're going to do it right. So I scheduled a date um, at the comedy hour. Mm -hmm. sent, what is it? Vermont Comedy Club. Vermont, yes. It was fabulous. We had cocktails before, then we went in, realized that there was a bar there too. And I was like, all right, giddy up. Let's keep it going. <laughs> this is going to be a fun night. And so um, we went to the comedy hour and I was, I was like, no, we're going to stay up here. So booked a night at Hotel Vermont. And got into the rooms, and I had never been there before, um, and was hit with a migraine. So I spent oh, most no. of the evening, like, in the bathroom. Not pleasant. Um, and no, I wasn't hungover or anything. I was in the alcohol. Like, sure. I legit had. You just laughed too much at the comedy club. <laughs> right? I legit had a migraine. But I remember, like, being there and being like, wow, like, this is a really prestigious like eco-centered um, place to just like restore yourselves. But where's the artwork? I think there was like this bird decal randomly positioned somewhere. I was like, what? I don't get this. Like Game this, of Thrones sort of yeah, reference, right? Yeah, yeah. And um, so, you know, I just took it for what it was and was like, okay. And, and I think like the next day I went home and I was like, well, wait a minute. Like I have something that really would tie in quite beautifully. Um, and it was kind of one of that moment where it was like, I'm just, I'm just going to do. Like, kicking out of this gate, it was like, the only thing I might hear is no. And what's wrong with no was my mentality. Like, I can take no. Like, that's fine. Um, so, yes. Right? So I sent um, the general manager 
uh, email. I think that's how it started. And I was like, yeah, I was just recently there. Um, we stayed the night. Fortunately, I didn't have a great night. But what I did come to the conclusion was that I think I have something that would tie really beautifully with um, your aesthetics. And I'm sure, you know, like Hans is the most incredible guy ever. We and love him. He's amazing. He really he truly, is. like, he makes you feel like your family. 100%. You know? Um, so anyways, and I'm sure him getting this email, he's like, yep. And as a matter of fact, he did say, you know how many of these emails yeah. I've gotten over the past 10 years? Yeah. And I was like, I didn't think about that. <laughs> of course, well, why would I? But The if, naivete and fearlessness, right? <laughs> totally. I love it. I love exactly. It. If you had thought about that, you wouldn't have sent the email. Yeah. Like, that's a lesson for all of us. Yes. Well, no, I think, like... If I want to like try on the hat of being an entrepreneur, I'm not an entrepreneur who is deep in thought. I'm more of like, this is what I'm feeling and I'm going. Mm. Um, so anyways, uh, I sent him the email and he responded. He was like, yeah, that's great. Like, you know, send me your website and let us know, you know, more about yourself. And so I was like, oh man, I've got to put together a website. <laughs> oh my <laughs> God. So, you know, I had some things, I had some photos that I put together and created my kind of blurb about me. And um, I didn't hear anything for a couple of days. So that's when I was like, oh, man, like, I really think this, like, when you believe in something and you're like, for me, it's like when my heart is like, yes, this mm -hmm. is right. This feels right. Um, it's hard for me to not perseverate on that. Mm. <laughs> and so I was coming up here for an appointment anyway. So I was like, I'm just going to bring prints up and I'll <gasps> drop them off. Yes. And I did it. I just brought up a variety of um, prints and sizes and got a call that afternoon. And I was like, okay, here we go. Wow. Yeah. Brave. You start selling for us. So uh, brave. Yes. I love it. Right? Oh, my God. That's, that's so great. So the uh, it just brought to mind i think one of the biggest things i see which is entrepreneurs that are just afraid to start right yeah. they want everything to be perfect before they start their business not your style which i love you just kind of started and did it mm -hmm. is that would you say that's a piece of your advice for other artists starting their own business because i think that's a little bit of a harder thing because it's when you're an artist it's your passion, right? There's yeah. something like so much more to it that yeah. it can be really scary. Yeah. Well, I think I think the encouragement of the people that were surrounding mm. me is certainly something that um, has helped me just continue to like push through. Um, but yeah, I would say for an entrepreneur, you know, there's never a right time. There's never the best start. You, you're not always going to have everything planned out as you want. But if you have a product that you believe in wholeheartedly and you think that the world needs to have a piece of that, then that's your, your launching pad. Mm -hmm. That's where the heart of your business is. And you don't need to think beyond that. Everything else will fall into place if you believe in the organic process. And go for it. Like, the worst thing you're going to hear is no. Yeah. Right? And if that's the case, one door closes, another one's going to open. And and you just got to you gotta keep going and believing in it. Yeah. I love that. Thanks. Wow. Damn, Dave. So you donate money or $10 from, from each each sale or purchase on the website 10%. to cause 10%. 10%. Come on. Come on. 10%. Uh, there's a typo. That yeah, that's a big typo. So I'm sorry. <laughs> um 
why is that important to you and, and what sort of causes are you supporting? Oh gosh, yes, I've got goosebumps. Um, so I guess throughout this whole process, um, you know, it's kind of like the onion and I've been pulling back these layers. So, um, you know, growing up in Vermont, nature was my playground and still is like, that's what I love about here is that this outdoor playground that we're exposed to is just um, always inspiring. Like every corner you turn, you're like, oh, look at that. And um, so anyways, growing up as a child, you know, running up Camel's Hump or Spruce and, um, you know, being engaged in the trees and recognizing them and seeing them. And for someone who, you know, is, is, has a focus to detail. I've always been drawn to the trees because I feel like there's so much detail, but I've never thought of like, oh, the inside of a tree, like mm -hmm. the historical mapping of our landscape. Um, so what was the question? Well, she's oh, she's off in the trees. I'm going to bring her back into no, the room here. I'm like, ready to go climb a tree too. Yes. Yeah, so, or swinging one. Yeah. Right. Oh, that, yeah. So yes, I, through my process, I've always wanted to continue to support um, the landscape that I've been so blessed to have as a child and even now as an adult raising my own kids. Um, but through my process, I learned of the emerald ash borer. So mm. my oh. first cookie that um, I used and then subsequently I took another cross-section of this felled tree um, has was infestated by the emerald ash borer and is what led it to its fall. Um, but I didn't know about the emerald ash borer um, until I was in St. Johnsbury and I was framing some prints and um, this gentleman came in to the frame gallery and was like, wow, is that an ash cookie? And I was like, it is. How do you know? And he was a logger himself. And Very tight rings. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, that's some historical preservation right there. And I was mm. like, yeah, you're absolutely right. And so he started talking to me about the emerald ash borer and how it's wreaking havoc on the species itself. And it was in that moment that like my heart like latched on to this feeling of I need to, like this is my purpose. This is part of what I'm doing here is having this opportunity to preserve, but also preserve in the longer, more forestry aspect of our country. Um, and so I was like, I'm gonna be the Lorax. I'm gonna be the female <laughs> version of the Lorax, damn it. I love it. And I was like, I just need to like, I, I, I need to start exposing more about, you know, the ash and the emerald ash borer. And so I thought, well, wouldn't it be really cool to take my education background, so everything that's brought me to where I am this moment, and create this like amphitheater type um, gallery of cross sections of ash trees across Vermont, hmm. showcase, showcasing like the geographical locations. Um, and then, you know, have this stewardship program where the kids learn about the different stages or what the emerald ash borer looks like. Because if you see it, you're kind of like, that is a beautiful, it's beautiful beetle. Right? Yeah. Until it does what it does. Until you realize what it's doing and um, where it came from. And, you know, that's more than we need to get into right now. But um, And so I just wanted to, like, 
I just wanted to feed the souls of our youth because, you know, if we're not taking the time to stop and look at our landscape and really appreciate it for all that it provides for us, then, you know, 50, 60 years from now, what does that look like if, if we're not? Um, so that was a whole part of, of me launching a need to look beyond Katie Babick Designs and, and think, how can I impact? What can I do? Um, and so I started um, making donations here and there for different forestry programs and reforestations. And so that's kind of where my happy place is, is making note that I'm, I'm giving back. Yeah, um, that's so cool. Do you feel like it changed the way you looked at your business? Like it, you, you said it like felt like that all of a sudden you had this like purpose. Do you think it sort of like changed the way you looked at things? Um, I think there have been a number of moments um, in the past uh, two and a half, almost, well, just about three years um, that the purpose has kind of shifted or it's evolved or it's blossomed. Um, I think having the opportunity to give back is what fulfills a big part of my soul. Um, so, yeah. yeah. You're listening to Start Here, a podcast from Vermont Center for Emerging Technologies. VSET is a public benefit corporation serving Vermont businesses from start to scale. We provide no-cost strategic business advising for any business owner, regardless of stage or industry, as well as venture capital for early-stage tech or tech-enabled businesses. You can find us online at vset.co. That's V-C-E-T dot C-O. If you like what you're hearing, please help us out and rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast today. Now, back to the show. It's, it's really remarkable, too. Um, the connection people have with, with trees and yeah. forests as part of their lives, like you said, growing up or special events, people get married mm-hmm. under them or you bury somebody near, yeah. near a tree. And um, the uh, why? <laughs> what's, what's, the, what's the hook of you know, humans to a big tree? I think they're grounding for us. Right? Mm. There's a sense of calm, you know, this gentle giant above us that's provided shade or the swing. Um, and I think that's like one of my favorite aspects is hearing those stories from my clients of what the tree has meant. I'm still waiting for Emily to share about the pine trees, you know? Oh, that's still a hot topic in my I eyes. bet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but listening to Vermonters share with me about what the tree that is now in front of me mm. has like represented for them, like it almost brings you to tears. Right. And that's like that authentic, like Vermont that I just, I love. Um, so hearing the stories and, and I don't know, I don't know if most people know my story or my connection with the stump that I pull off currently and hope to always. Um, so this is the second stump from the ash, the felled ash tree that I've used. And when I was doing the Hotel Vermont project, I was very like thoughtful in each pr- 
print. And I wanted to make sure that, you know, if I was there with my family and another family, that the print in my room, because they're all one of a kind, Mm -hmm. looks different than the print right next door Mm -hmm. or down the hall or a floor up. Um, So I was, you know, constantly just like reshifting the stump and turning it around. And I was probably halfway through printing 125 prints. And I pulled it off and I looked at it and I was like, oh my gosh, there's an angel in the middle of my stump. I was like, stop it. Really? No, I'll go show you after on the wall. Oh, no, I'm not calling you a liar. Well, felt like you were. <laughs> there was doubt. Was more doubt and wonder than yeah. accusation. Or you lie, right? <laughs> right. You're supposed so, to say no way, right? And I often don't share this with people because I want them to find it in their own time. Like I want them to be able to see it and be like, "Oh my gosh, does she know this?" Mm. But Have my own discovery moment. Yeah, totally. Um, but my personal connection is with this stump, and it's it's crazy. But um, so in high school, my sister was struck by lightning. And so the further detail on this stump is the fact that, yes, there is this, like, angel source that was, that's, like, if you think about it, it's rot. It's the deterioration of the heartwood of this tree. And it formed an angel. And up in the corner... I'm not even joking you, so don't doubt this. There's no way I'm challenging this story about your sister. Right, okay, good, yeah, yeah, good call. Um, Is a lightning bolt that's, it's just formed as a crack. Whoa. Directed at the angel. And so it's just one of, it was this moment where like, you know, I, I certainly had a moment. It brought me to my knees and I was just like, oh my gosh. She's here with me. Like, this is the sign that this is exactly where I need to be. This is what I have to be doing. I'm like that Lorax. Like, she wow. is, she's, she's riding this journey with me. And, you know, I'd always believed, like, you know, she's still a presence, right? But I, you never get those signs. Yeah. Um, and, and that was my sign. And it was wow. just the most magical moment for me that I was just so deeply touched and affirmed that, okay. You're on the right path. I'm I'm on the right path. Like I, that hard decision to leave my career and start this is, was spot on. Wow. Right? So that was really amazing. I love those moments. Right? Oh, they're so important. I think I'm a big believer in signs and serendipity and Mm -hmm. all that good stuff. Yeah. So... You have this business is blossoming, um, but yet you're the creator as well. So, what? How do you apportion your time between building and making? Oh my gosh! Right, and then that that business stuff, right? The overhead of like I don't know finances and websites and trade shows and yeah. customer calls. Like what? What have you learned from that? How are you managing that aspect of it? Because I think that would be interesting. Well, I think manage is probably a word that I should balance. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. No. I think I think going back to the question earlier too about like what do you want to share with entrepreneurs who are you know in the same kind of spot of like being paralyzed and not it's probably because they know they've taken those entrepreneurial classes they've taken those business classes where I hadn't and so 
you know, I often think that, wow, I really did put the cart before the horse quite a bit. Um, but I, again, I believe in the process and I believe that everything kind of works itself out, um, probably to a fault. That's one of my beliefs. But um, it's been really tricky. I've never really enjoyed the technology aspect. Even as a school counselor, I was like, oh, emails? No, gosh, let's just talk. Um, and so having a presence on technology platforms has been really hard. It's, I mean, my learning curve, I feel like if I could compare it to something, it's like hiking at Everest, right? Like the trajectory has just been straight up mm-hmm. um, between learning about bookkeeping or marketing and you know, or even just like expanding product line. Um, So it's like all these different facets that stepping into this, like wasn't in my repertoire, had no idea. I mean, as a consumer myself, I'm pretty dialed in. But to know like the behind the scenes of all that goes into, you know, your branding and and just keeping things afloat, it was, it's still, it's pretty overwhelming. And it's, it's heavy at times. Like, I definitely feel like I have to keep coming back to the reason why I started this, and that's my kids. Because, you know, having a home office where it's the dining room, mm-hmm. where it's, you know, centrally located, I'm constantly just being drawn back to it. Because you've got to understand, like, making is like this cathartic feeling where you want to be. It's like your happy place. Not to say that not, you know, being with my kids isn't either, but when you're constantly being pulled and trying to remind yourself of like, okay, I got into this business so I had more time with my kids. And right Mm -hmm. now it's feeling a little like the tipping is not in favor of my kids. So, you know, I've had some of those moments of like, oh yeah, no, I need to totally step back because I'm so invested right now into this job that, you know, my kids are taking the back seat. Right. You know, um, so it's been, there's definitely yeah, the balance. The tug, yeah. It is you, a tug. Do you feel like you're okay with like, it, you know, is that still the goal? Like, have you, because obviously I think, you know, Dave and I are very much in the business of scaling, right? We want scale and hire and grow and mm-hmm. like, but that's not right for everyone, you know, yeah. like, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with just having a sustainable business that is manageable Mm -hmm. has that have you had a hard time with that like aside from just spending more time with your kids just the pull of wanting to grow a bigger business or do you feel pretty happy where it's at um well I think I think no I don't think I have grown a, a, a business very quickly um and I've scaled product lines that kind of like when I stop and really think about it, I'm like, oh my gosh, like I've done this all in a really short period of time and I'm all by myself. Like there's no one else. Yeah. And there is that like overarching fear of like, well, gosh, can I really afford to pay a bookkeeper? And I can't afford to have someone build my website. So I'm literally from scratch teaching myself all these different platforms. Um, I don't think fear is in my vocabulary because I'm just a doer. Um, and I know that when it gets to that point, I'm going to figure it out. Yeah. Um, not to say that, you know, some things will fall to the side. Um, hopefully they won't. Um, but, yeah, it's 
it's it's really hard, but I do want to continue to scale. Yeah. I do have some really big um, visions taking this to the next level, and and I think organically it will happen. Um, you know, and I think my kids are still young, so instead of continuing to like expand out, out, out with more product line, like really allow what I've created to to establish those roots and and solidify. Um, you know what I'm trying to do and and give back to. Yeah. yeah, just look at the rings on the tree. Right? Oh my you, gosh! You can see the the big growth years, yep. and there's a lot of narrow years too. Totally. Right? And you kind of yeah, you know, nice, find out what's Dave. Right. Yeah, see, I wove it right back. Man. Yeah. Um, I could just go on and on. I mean, I have a question that well, while we're talking about scaling, how what's your view on competition? How do you see it? Um, I don't feel the weight of any competition. Um, I mean, I, I know that there are other tree ring artists out there. Um, I've had a number, you know, reach out to me and, and I love to collaborate. I love to support others, um, in, in making this, if that's their passion, then I think that's amazing. There's not enough of us in this world to like say, I'm going to just, you know, monopolize the tree ring world. Like Eric Linton's fabulous work out um, west. His stuff is absolutely gorgeous. Um, I just got a, actually an Instagram from this girl out in California who was like, what do you do? What do you use? And I'm like, here you go. Like, this is mm-hmm. the paper I use. This is the ink, you know. Um, I don't hide cool. behind the screen when I'm when I'm burning stuff. Like, I, I put it out there. Um, because it's not about competition, you know, it's about collaboration and and inspiring other people to continue to make beautiful things. I think, you know, as the evolution of this business kind of unfolds, we're at this time in our lives where technology is such a presence, right? And we also have this yearning of being connected with the outside. So I also mm-hmm. see tree ring art as this way of kind of reminding ourselves like I have this you know cookie at my house that I'm looking at and it's the reminder to like pause and get outside and Mm. enjoy the beautiful landscape that's around us Mm -hmm. um so I don't feel the competition yet um you know and if I do that's good that means that there's been inspiration yeah that's really cool um really struck by the sort of oral history that comes out when you talk with people about The, the cookie or the the tree they're asking you to do something. Have you ever, do you capture those tales? Do you record them and somehow? I know? don't record them as far as like with an actual quarter, but I do I do journal them. Um, on my Instagram posts, I've I've shared um, a few really just heartfelt. Um, there was one I call it the swinging tree, um, and I you know it's so funny because Karen, who was the owner, I feel like our souls are connected mm. and through this experience. Um, so I do, I do capture the stories and the essence of it. I do want to start, you know, my stump stories. Mm. Um, and whether that's the blog or it's the Instagram, it's like, you know, all these other things that you're trying to <laughs> figure out. Um, but definitely want to capture the stories of, you know, the, the local people who really, honor the landscape so compelling the swinging oh. tree is great that that was that hooked us emily oh, and i gosh. uh purchased uh 
one of Katie's early ones. And what is it like? It's like 40 inches in diameter. It's a pretty yeah. big piece, right? It was, it's bigger than 40. Yeah. It, yeah. I mean, it's, we didn't have a wall that was big enough, but we put it there anyway. Yeah, and it you looks, did. I think it looks awesome. It's awesome. It you know, is. I love it. So cool. All the maple tops over time, you can see yeah. in there. Yeah. Really cool. Yeah. What is, is special. What's your favorite piece you've ever made? Is it the, the first one, the family one? or? Oh, gosh. That's a really difficult question because I feel like with every cookie, like new one that I print off of, um, just I, I do love it. I find myself just attaching to it. But I, I think my stump that I do all of my stately prints off mm-hmm. that is just – you know, resonating my sister is yeah. my yeah. favorite stump, hands down. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sam tried to trick you in that one. Just say the next one. The next one I do is come my on, favorite come one. Come on, come on. God, Sam. <laughs> Sorry. Um, well, fortunately, there were some really, as I think back through the years, other artists and, and makers that have made business, the Sabra Fields and oh, yeah, Duncan Johnson yeah. and who's that, that Kimball fella that, the cows and stuff. Uh, Woody? Oh, yeah. Is that who it is? Yeah, yeah. Woody Jackson. Woody yeah. Jackson, um, not Kimball. <laughs> um, you know, you can. You can scale it up, scale it down. At, yeah. At what, what feels right for you and, quote, your team, right, yeah. As, yeah. As, you, as you do all this. Um, you must drive a pickup truck. Oh, gosh, I cookies, so badly right? want. No, I don't. I would throw them right in the back of my, my, my Volvo, just, you know. Well, I didn't see that coming, huh? Yeah, we got to get you a pickup truck. Yeah. Sponsor. There you we go. go. Uh, Sam, we're getting close to the to wrap-up time here. All right. Well, before we get there, I'll, I'll leave that one to you, Dave. But just what's what's next? You talked a little bit about, you alluded to some scaling opportunities. What Do you have a project on the horizon you're really excited about or a new product line? What's what's keeping you excited? Um, the challenge. I'm always feeling challenged. Um keeps me really excited and engaged. Um, uh, no, yeah, I, I look to um, continue to wholesale, looking for some some vetted businesses that, um, you know, their values align with mine. Um, and I'm looking to expand with wholesales um, as well as kind of the hospitality market. Mm. I really um, loved the, the Hotel Vermont project. I love feeling like I'm part of a community that – um, you know, again, the value piece, values locally sourced, handmade products that speak to Vermont. Um, so, you know, I think Vermont is kind of my my home base right now, but the vision is to expand. Um, at this point, I think I've served 18 other states in our country. Wow. Um, and so my goal is to have all the states printed, um, you know, maybe within the next three years. Amazing. Yeah. That's so cool. Thank you so much for uh, coming in and spending time with us here. Thank you, guys. You're amazing. Told you it was going to be awesome, Sam. Magic wand, Dave. Don't forget. No, I'm not there. but I'm not going to say Sam gave me an eye roll, you know, but, you know, thank you. Magic wand time. We ask everybody this at the end. Magic wand. You have superpowers. Well, obviously you have superpowers. You You have greater superpowers. If there's one thing you could change about Vermont, what would it be? Um, gosh, I think the first thing that came to my mind is revolutionizing the education system and making sure that 
a high school graduation requirement is four semesters of stewardship to the land. Wow. Yes. Baller. Love that answer. Drop the mic. Can yes. I just drop it now? 100%. And let's get rid of the Emerald Ash Bores as well, right? Oh, uh, well, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. We'll save that for another podcast. Perfect. Save that for the next one. Right. Thank you, Katie. Thank you, Katie. Thank you, guys. This is great. This has been Start Here, a podcast sharing the stories of active, aspiring, and accidental entrepreneurs. The series is supported by the Vermont Technology Council and Consolidated Communications. Let's go play in the woods, Sam. <laughs>